employees. We're all looking for ways to build our team, find great employees, and then motivate them once we do hire them. So how do you do that? On today's episode, TJ Shear joins me and shares how he does it inside of his business and also his system that's in place to make them feel like they're more than just employees. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Local Business Podcast. My guest today is TJ Shear, and we're going to talk employees on this show. You know, the number one question that I get asked, even though we do a lot of marketing and we talk a lot about social media, is employees. As a local business, I know that it's the number one factor of headaches that you have. You know, how do you find employees? Where do you look for them? How do you train them and motivate them? And how do you incentivize them to do a better job? Well, on the podcast episode today, TJ shares exactly how he does that. Uh, he's a speaker. He also runs a business, so he's not just talking about it. He's actually implementing it. And he shares a lot of great examples of how you can make sure that your employees become part of the team and how to incentivize them in a way that makes them motivated to actually get to those incentives. Because he shares a lot of examples of how you can make sure that your employees feel more like partners versus employees because that old saying of if I do better you do better to an employee sounds like I don't care that's never going to happen no matter how good you do I'm never going to do good that's what they hear even though you say if you do better they do better you need to make sure that they understand how they can do better and by doing better what do they get out of it and TJ shares examples of exactly how he does that. It's a really interesting episode today. Uh, so it's about 25 minutes long, not a super long podcast, but 25 minutes pure packed with information. You're going to walk away after listening to this episode and really look at your team in a different way and be like, you know what? Now I know what I need to do to get my employees to follow through and get motivated. Um, so let's get into today's episode. By the way, if you need to get a hold of me, you can reach me on Instagram. I am at the Bruce Irving. You can also go to our website, thebruceirving.com. I actually put up a blog post not too long ago about uh, 13 people you should follow on Twitter. And although I don't believe Twitter is a great place to spend a lot of time marketing, if you're a local business, especially if you only have one location, but I do think Twitter is a fantastic place to curate information. So if you're looking for information about uh, your genre of business, if you're looking for information about a specific topic like YouTube or Instagram, or if you are in the restaurant space and you're looking for updates as to what's happening with the restaurant industry, there's a lot of places and people you should be following on Twitter that share a tremendous amount of valuable information that you can kind of only find all in one place on Twitter. Instagram is great. Facebook is great. Facebook groups are great. But you can really curate lists on Twitter with specific people who are sharing really valuable information and consume it in an easy way. So I created a blog post over on thebruceirving.com, 13 people you should be following, a list of marketing people, restaurant people, and companies that do a great job on Twitter for you to kind of create a list of. And if you have anybody on Twitter that you follow that does a great job, you know, shoot me their name and I will add them to the list if I think they're a good fit. All right, that's enough for me. Let's get into today's episode with TJ Shear, all about employees. He's all of that. So he's going to join us and share his advice and his wisdom with us. So TJ, welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you having me and uh, sorry we can't meet in person, but uh, hopefully this will help everybody out there. I know, right? Like the, the whole world has turned to Zoom meetings. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> so TJ, give us a little background about yourself and how you got into the restaurant biz. Sure. Um, I started working at Chuck E. Cheese in 1982 as a game room attendant, fixing asteroids and Pac-Man and 
Chuck E. Cheese, uh, unbeknownst to some people, actually does serve pizza. Um, <laughs> and uh, so uh, I worked there for about 18 years, moved into the corporate sports center, did a ton of stuff with uh, incentives, trying to motivate cashiers and our birthday party hosts and those kind of things. And that's where this whole thing was really birthed. Um, and I've spent about the last 18 years consulting uh, and speaking on on this topic and some others. And the last, I guess, 13 of those years, I've been a, a franchisee uh, as well as a speaker and a consultant for a brand called Witch Witch Superior Sandwiches. So I think we had somebody else on the uh, program who was working with Witch Witch back in the day. Mike Ganino. Do you know who Mike Ganino is? Um, yeah, that was a long time ago, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Um, so you uh, you speak at the expos, you speak at a lot of restaurant shows, and you know you you know this whole COVID-19 thing aside, they're all trying to maneuver through their business and get the employees on board with them with what they're doing. Um, how do you start the program with, with something like that? Well, I think where I typically start is speaking to the managers and the owners, getting them to understand uh, they want to blame everything on this generation. This, this generation's <laughs> entitled, this generation's lazy, this generation's all about me. Um, and I, I don't think they're all necessarily true, but what I tell everybody especially is leverage the fact that this generation is focused on themselves and therefore incentives are the ideal thing to reward employees with because that's what they want. So instead of fighting the, they're all about me, figure out how to leverage things like incentives to get them to do what you want and they get what they want, which is attention and or more money. Now is incentives only financial or is it other things as well? Um, it, it's really not uh, just financial. Uh, but I did, you know, I, when I first started looking into this, everybody always said money has no trophy value. Money has no trophy value. And so we were always trying to do things with gift cards or recognition or swag for the company. And you know, I had an employee come to me a long time ago and say, you know what, TJ, I, I send my mam I send the money home to my family in Mexico. I cannot send them a Best Buy gift card. You know what? Money, money motivates me. And so the thing that I really learned is whatever, motivates people's different. And that's, that's what makes it tough because not everybody's motivated by the same thing. Um, but ultimately this generation really loves attention. They like, they like to throw photos or on their Instagram or Instagram stories or Facebook or whatever. And so even if we give them a small reward or some recognition, they're put, they're more interested in putting their photo up and getting likes and friends and those kind of things. And so we just have to leverage the power of, the social connectivity of this generation to our advantage as owners. So do you interview every employee and ask them and try to, you know, gauge whether it's financial that incentivizes them or if it's something else? Um, no, I, I don't. But what we, what we found most effective is in our business, we give them what we call smart cards. And essentially it's just a business card. I've seen other companies just do poker chips or whatever, and they have some set value, whether it's a dollar or a quarter. And then we let the employees save those, those cards or the, you know, in some other cases, the poker chips, they save them for whatever they want. So they'll come to us and say, Hey, you know what? I've got $25 worth of, of cards here. I need a gas card or I'm, I need a target gift card or I want cash. Uh, I don't care what it is. As long as it's G or PG rated, I'll get it for them because they know what motivates them. I don't want to have to keep track of all that kind of stuff. Um, and for them, it's different things at different times. Uh, there may be, I've seen um, single moms that work for us save up all year because that's going to be their Christmas fund and buy all their kids Christmas presents. I've seen others that you know, high school seniors that are just saving up to have money to go to college. So it really is great when you can have what I call a recognition currency, whether it's 
cards or a poker chip or whatever that the employees can save for whatever they want, whenever they want. Oh, that's interesting. So it's just a, it's just something that recognizes when they do something well, and then they get to choose whatever they cash in, what they want it for. Correct. And so we, yeah, we basically build all of our incentives around that currency. So as an example, I may give our managers, in our case, are worth a quarter, but I may give the managers 300 a month. So basically I'm going to spend $75 a month on employee recognition. The managers can use those 300 cards for whatever they want in regards to driving above and beyond behaviors, whether it's turning it into suggestive selling contests to sell more at the register, you know, or in a pizza over the phone or servers or bartenders. It can be really used for anything. Um, or if they're trying to drive, as an example, speed and accuracy coming out of the kitchen at the expo window on a Friday night. Hey, you know what? There's 50 cards up here, everybody. And anybody, we have no mistakes. We have every pizza come out of the, the kitchen right on time. Um, you guys split the cards when they're left. And so what we're trying to really do is build individual performance and also team performance. And this currency really kind of just makes it easy for the manager to use for whatever it is that manager needs to reinforce. Oh, nice. So it's up to the manager's discretion as to what to use it for that month. Yeah, we may give them a little bit of direction. Like if somebody's having a problem with speed or accuracy, uh, we may give them some of those things. I've actually seen some of our managers kind of reverse engineer the process, which I would have never thought of. And uh, as an example, one of our stores was on the guest surveys was always scoring low on thanking the guests. They, they would get everything else but thank the guests. And so the manager told everybody, hey, look, everybody's going to get 10 smart cards for the day to start the day with. Every time I hear somebody not or I, I miss somebody thanking the guests, I'm going to start taking your cards away. And so it does one create the manager's focus on what's going on. They're starting to pay attention, but two, now the man, the employees are thinking, Hey, I don't want to lose this, this money I have right now. So I'm going to do what the managers want. And so they are actually kind of flipped it, flipped it backwards. Instead of, instead of saying, Hey, earn some of these, I'm going to give them to you on the front end. Now just don't screw it up. <laughs> That's funny. That's a good way to do that. Yeah, it, um, it really is. And again, you know, I think what I learned over the years is, and it's easier when you own your own company or your own restaurant. You got just a small bit of employees versus when I worked at Chuck E. Cheese and we're trying to do this over, you know, 500 restaurants. It's a little bit different, but, um, you know, the most effective in incentive is the one that employee wants. And, and the managers that are real, they know what the problems are with their individual employees. So versus me kind of pushing down the direction top down, I let them have some say-so in, in what's going on because they'll use the, the recognition currency to get done what they need to get done in their restaurant. So you allow, so as the, the person in charge overall, you maybe go to the manager and say, hey, listen, your restaurant needs to work on this. I'll let you decide how you want to work on that. Correct. Yeah, we, um, we meet with them every week. We call it a, a get ripped, RIP, rapid improvement program. So we talk through whether it's sales, labor, service, you know, accuracy issues or those kind of things. So they know kind of the general direction of what we feel like they need to work on. Um, but we give them that their leeway. Uh, and they've got the say-so in essence over that $75 of how they use it. Um, I have had rare cases because I know people are probably sitting out there thinking, gosh, you know, people are going to abuse the system. They will. They'll try to. Um, that's, again, as a leader, you just can't send everybody an email and think everybody's going to do everything perfect. And so, you know, as an example, I've had managers try and bribe people to come in on time or bribe people to come in in, in a uniform on time. You know, that's a manager issue. That's, I have another issue if that's my problem. And so right. we, we did have to teach people how to use the incentives properly um, so that they didn't get abused. 
What do you not use them for? Like, what are they not allowed to be used for? Well, they're not allowed to be used for paid to do things. As an example, if they're saying, hey, Bruce, we, you know, hey, if you wear your uniform tomorrow, I'll give you 10 smart cards. Okay, that, that's, that's a management issue. Right. That's, I don't want them to be used for things that people are paid to do. It's more of an above and beyond. So as an example, you know, if a server's already averaging $12 check average, I'm not going to reward him or her for $12. Right. I'm, I'm going to reward them only for what they do above and beyond that. And so we, we had to obviously work with the managers, but ultimately what really matters is we have to teach the managers how to create a recognition culture. They have to focus in on what people are doing right instead of always nagging them for what they're doing wrong. And that's what incentives do. It gets them to start focusing on what the employees are doing well or they're improving on um, because ultimately – and I've had people call me, you know, I've been done pizza expo by 10 years in a row and people call me up and go, Oh, these incentives don't work. Well, if the manager's a jerk, <laughs> I don't care what you give away. All right. If, if your employees are C players, they're not going to incentives are never going to get the wrong person to do the right thing. And so ultimately it really comes down to, do you have the right manager in there? And this just helps him or her learn how to start recognizing people to create a more positive culture in the restaurant. Interesting. Now, this isn't really a topic we were going to talk about, but how do you know if you have the right manager in place? Um, we, have, we have a pretty extensive um, assessment on the front end that uh, is very, very effective for fast food, fast casual, casual dining um, environments. It really kind of weeds out people that are not uh, real team players, that don't have integrity, that aren't focused on the customer uh, or have a kind of a bias for hospitality. And what we try and do is not hire general managers. And I know in some cases that's impossible to do, but if you can get somebody in as an assistant manager or supervisor, or even groom them from the employee all the way up, they'll understand the culture and the environment that you have. And we can teach them the things that they need to, to learn to be a good general manager. It, it's to me, it's a lot harder to hire somebody from the outside and, and really get them assimilated into the culture, especially when you have a different type of culture where you're really focused on positivity and reward and recognition because a lot of people don't grow up in environments like that in restaurants. And so it's real culture shock when they come over and they don't fit in very well and they don't last very long. Right. I think we're having Lee Cockrell join us for one of these sessions as well. And he worked at the Walt Disney company yeah. and they're infamous for hiring from the bottom up. Yeah. I mean, the more you can promote from within, I think it really, it shows a lot to your employees that there's a, there's a career path there. There's a way to make more money. Um, but again, we, we always hired people. Like when we started our Witch Witch brand, we grew from two restaurants to 10 in a year. Wow. Okay. And, um, but we hired all managers that used to work for us at Chuck E. Cheese. They didn't know, a thing, <laughs> they didn't know a thing about it, the sandwich business, but we knew they, they thought like we did. We could teach them the sandwich part of it but they knew how to treat people the right way, according to us, you know, that worked in our environment. And, and I think that's the key. If you can find that, that guy or girl that works for you, that thinks like you do and has that same culture, you can teach them all the other parts of the job. Yeah. Cause making a sandwich or making a pizza or any task like that is something that you can train somebody on. Being a nice person is hard to train. It is. And then you know, when you get into the GM level, um, you know, I've seen a lot of people say, well, I know how to do inventory. I know how to order the truck. I'm ready to be a GM. There's a, there's a whole other skill set about being the ultimate boss and, you know, leading people that are, are leading others that, that you have to teach them, but those skills are teachable. 
Right. Uh, you just have to really walk them through those kind of things. And, and they appreciate it and they're far more loyal when they come up and you really have kind of had their back their whole career. What are some of the most successful, back to the incentive program, what are some of the most successful incentives that you've seen work for you? Um, you know, I think the having the currency is the easy part. It's really the foundation of, of the program. I think um, kind of fraction of the action is a, is a great thing. And you can use that on the cost side, in the, whether it's liquor costs, food costs for your kitchen or bar staff. Um, and, and what I mean by that is if your food cost is 29%, it should be 28%. Um, you, you give them a fraction of the action and say, hey, look, if, if everybody gets our food cost down a half a point, you're going to get 30 cent an hour bonus. Well, now, I'll, if, if your kitchen, that restaurant operator's kitchen is like most, most of the employees are following the rules, following the recipes, and there's just a few that aren't. Um, what happens then is we create a self-policing system where now all of a sudden the, the people in the kitchen are making sure the server or the cashier rings everything up because it impacts their food costs. That, that somebody that made a mistake, they're now helping them to make sure they don't make that mistake. Or if they're not following the recipe, now all of a sudden the other employees care about food costs because they have a vested interest in the outcome versus the old way without the system. They don't care because it's your money and they think we make 90% profit on every sales dollar. Um, so I think the fraction of the action works real well for costs. It also works great for sales. Um, like in my business, sandwich business, catering is huge. We give our employees 10% of any catering order they bring us. Wow. Um, I've had somebody get us a $5,100 order before. I, I literally had to write a $510 check. Um, but we do about 4X the system average in catering, and it's because our employees are engaging with the customers that are in there. They see a name badge or some clue that this person might work in an office or a school. And now because I give them 10% of an order, they're, they're looking for actively trying to generate business for me. And that's awesome because now I've got a basically everybody being a salesperson for me instead of just going through the motions and taking an order um, all for 10 cents on the dollar. But heck, I got to pay the third party guys 30%. Um, I'd rather pay my employees a little bit more. Right. Um, the other thing that we've done that worked really well, um, and we do this a couple times a year, typically during our lulls, um, we do like a feed on the street uh, local store marketing campaign. And uh, we actually get coupons printed with a line in there for the employee to write their names. And so I actually give them 25 cents for every coupon that gets redeemed that has their name on it. Uh, the, the two caveats are they can't give it out to somebody in the restaurant that's already coming in and they can't give it out in the parking lot um, again. Cause you know, people <laughs> stand right outside the door. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, or they could just put everyone in the register. And again, people have to have integrity. You have to have some sort of guardrails on the system. But again, when I, my business is slow and everybody comes to me as the owner and says, I want more hours, I want more hours, I want more hours. Well, as the owner, we need more business. So if we can kind of get them their need fulfilled to get more hours by or getting more money, um, and get on generating more sales for us. Those are some of the things that we, we do. And, and what's happened is some of the employees would then get a little smart and they say, Hey, TJ, we can't give these out to the customers in the restaurant. What happens if I have somebody walk in here from uh, Best Buy and they have 80 employees or can I give them 80 as they leave to take to everybody else? Yes, you can. You just, you just can't give them to them right there when they're coming in to pay. Um, and so those are some of the, the thing about those, all those things we just did, they're very easily quantifiable. So as a business owner, this is where I think a lot of people get, get, um, get kind of sideways with incentives. They'll run some contest, one person wins, 
Everybody had tried harder. Everybody improved. The business made more money, but only one person won. And, and then everybody gets dejected. They didn't win anything. And so if you think about the examples that I just gave you, cost savings, I'm going to win as a business owner before I have to pay out any incentive. Driving sales to get more customers in with coupons or catering orders, I'm going to win as a business owner and employees are going to win as well. So they're all, there's all an ROI on those things. And if nothing changes from the employee standpoint, it doesn't cost me anything. Right. The thing I noticed that you're doing is you're treating your employees almost like partners, right? Like a lot of employees come to us and say, Hey, we want to raise. And the owner is like, all right, let's help, help me get the store busier and I'll give you a raise. And then that's kind of where it ends. And the employees don't know really what to do. You're giving them exact examples and direction as to here, do these three things here's how you measure it. When these things get measured and the results come in, I'll give you, you're going to earn money just like I do. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's really, instead of them holding us, you know, when I give them a raise, they may or may not perform better. And it it just gets me higher labor. So um, even as an example with our supervisors, we give them a bonus and the bonus is on food costs and labor because they help us control that. We have to teach them because they don't understand how to do it the right way sometimes. Right. But instead of somebody saying, hey, TJ, I've been here a, a year. I need a raise as a supervisor. What we do is their hourly pay typically will stay the same, but then we raise their bonus factor so they can make a bigger bonus if they'll help us drive our costs. And we allow them to do the catering bonus as well on the sales side. So, again, the more and more they can learn as a supervisor, the better a GM they'll be for us when they get to be a GM. So I'm trying to teach them all the skills that they need to be successful. And you know what? At the end of the day, if they quit to go work somewhere else, they're going to be better at what they did. That's awesome for me. I got a lot out of them, probably more so than the average manager while I were with us. And so we really look at it as, as a good a good victory for the restaurant, but also we're teaching them skills that they can go take elsewhere and be successful. How do you, so for the incentives for the regular hourly employees, do you hand those out weekly or is it monthly? Um, we let the managers hand, hand them out on the spot. Oh, really? Uh, and some things may be weekly. As an example, if you're doing like a cost of goods sold type of deal, um, they'll, they'll do those at the end of the week after they do inventory and calculate food costs. But I've had as an example, um, I've had a manager, like in my case, it takes uh, five people to run lunch. Okay, because we're sandwich place, busier lunch, you know, Friday night at restaurants, same scenario. Right. It takes me five uh, people to run lunch. And I've had a scenario where the kid calls off, uh, you know, 1130 right before the lunch rush. I'm not going to be here today. <laughs> we all know what's going to happen to the shift. And so I had, a, again, a manager came up with this. And they, he said to everybody that was working, the four people that were there, I'm going to give you guys all four smart cards an hour, which basically is a dollar an hour extra. Um, if we have no mistakes during the hour and nothing goes over our standard cook times. And so now what these four people did is they busted their ass to get everything done quickly and properly. They all made essentially a dollar an hour extra. I saved $10 an hour, not having the kid come in or more depending on where you live. The net net to my business was I really only need four highly motivated employees to run lunch. Um, And I had to pay them a little bit more, but they had to perform to get the additional. And at the end of the day, I learned I really only need four highly motivated people instead of five right. to get this done. So in that case, the manager's handing them out daily, but in other cases, it's, it's weekly. And for the managers, supervisors, their bonuses, do you do that on a weekly or monthly basis? Um, we do it monthly. Okay. So the, any- the catering bonuses would be paid out on their next check if they get those. Uh, any of the cost uh, bonuses or any of the bonus like for labor and those things, we do them uh, monthly. 
How often do the employees get you catering jobs? Um, not as much as I would like. Uh, and what I've found is there's typically, if I have 10 or 12 employees working in a store, there's two or three that are really good at it. Some people just don't, it's just, they're not salespeople. They don't yeah. want to do that or, you know, they're in the back. So they're not really interacting with the customers. But what I try and do with them is just, I don't care if it's your family, if it's your friends, if you're down at, you know, the grocery store or the bank, or I don't care where you are, just be looking for people that could have an opportunity. I've had people come back to me and go, Hey man, I just got my car fixed at the car dealer and I got us a catering order. <laughs> they didn't even think about that when they were going over there, but then all of a sudden he was like, yeah, they were eating food. And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to teach them to think for opportunities to help drive our sales. How often do the managers meet with the employees to go over these things? Um, we do typically uh, once a month. Um, when I was, when I was really big, when I had 17 restaurants at one time, I had found an app that I could communicate directly with the employees. And, um, I loved it because it, it's similar to like, um, uh, what, what group me or whatever. Yeah. WhatsApp or whatever. But instead of it being two way where, you know, everything's a group text and it's, this was, I could push out things to the employees if they wanted to respond back. It just came to me. So it didn't inundate everybody with like reply alls. Right. Um, and the thing I loved about it was I could put little one minute video clips on there. Uh, Hey, everybody, we're selling a new item this week. I want, here's how you do it at the server or here's a bartender or cashier, whatever the scenario is. We could push out a little one minute uh, video clip, they just get a text pop up on their phone and just says, Hey, click here to see how to sell the new LTO. Boom. And so I could bypass if I needed to any of my shortcomings, which were managers being able to communicate to supervisors to down to the hourly employees. And so, I mean, I thought that worked great. You know what? This generation loves that stuff. Totally. They don't want to meet. They don't want to talk. They don't want to read an email. You know, they just want to click something on their phone. Yeah. So, again, going back to what I started with, if you can figure out as an operator kind of how to communicate in the language they're comfortable with, they're going to love you. So let's circle back now as we wrap this up. You're given a lot of actionable advice. Someone's watching this right now. They don't have any incentive programs going right now. What's the one program they should start like when they get off of this video and get back into their restaurant? Um, I, I, you know, I would figure out a recognition currency first. And again, just a, you know, a piece of paper with your logo for a dollar. It's just like, I learned this from kids saving tickets at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. You know, people, they want to save stuff, but I would probably do it something that's very quantifiable. So whether it's your food cost or your liquor cost or your server or cashier check averages, because if you have any sort of decent POS system and you do any sort of controls with your food costs, you can at least see where you are today. What's that server or cashier's check average? What's, the, what's my food cost or my liquor cost in my business? I would start there because you have a number and then reward them to lower the food cost number or exceed the sales number and just start with a couple people to see what happens. Because then if, if I do that on the sales side with a server or cashier and they all start making more money, they're going to go, they're going to be the ones that are going to sell this into everybody else. So I wouldn't just roll out a blanket program everywhere. I'd either pick the kitchen and do a cost or I'd pick a couple servers or cashiers and start there and, and let them help you sell the program into everybody else. And see how it goes, right? Like you can adapt and twist and turn to see how, like what works for you and make it your own. Exactly. And, and there's no risk because in either case, if they don't improve performance, you're not out anything. Right. That's exactly why we're doing this, this, uh, this program right here is because like, like you said, you're putting the risk on the employees, but in a good way, right? You're giving them all the upside with no real downside. The only yeah. downside for them is it's status quo. Right. Exactly. Um, so awesome. TJ, where can people go say hello to you? Or if they have a follow-up question or anything, where can they go find you? 
Um, just TJ at TJShear.com. This is S-C-H-I-E-R.com. And hopefully we'll see you back on the speaker circuit again soon, right? As soon as conferences are being held again and it's safe for everybody to get together, that's what I'm hoping for as well. Thank you for doing this, TJ. appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, well, thanks to TJ for joining me on the podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you. If you haven't left, if you could leave me a review on iTunes, that would be super valuable to me, and I would much appreciate that. If there's anything I can do for you, reach out to me. Shoot me a direct message. I am at the Bruce Irving on Instagram. Follow me there for local business insights, marketing tips, behind the scenes of the podcast, all of that good stuff. That's where you can get a hold of me. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I appreciate you, and we'll see you next week on the Local Business Podcast.